the Adam Toledo shooting video that came out yesterday, a full, I say video, there are probably close to 30 videos in, in total. Yeah. Uh, the, the most telling one being the one of the officer who fired his weapon, um, one shot that struck and killed Adam Toledo. But joining us right now is Alderman Ray Lopez. Uh, Alderman Lopez, good morning to you. I know it's a, it's a, it's a difficult morning, I think, for a lot of people because no matter what what you think of all this, we still watching a 13-year-old boy get shot and killed. It's not easy. I, I, I did not enjoy watching the video by any stretch. But what did you see in the video, Alderman? You know, first and foremost, good morning and happy Friday to everyone. Yeah. You know, that, that video was was rough to watch. You know, I think there, somebody said there were 27 videos. I watched one and that was all I needed to see. I didn't need to see death and, and surround sound. Um, it's painful. It's hard. And the reality of that situation that played out for the world to see now is something that gets played out in every neighborhood almost every night in the city of Chicago. Mm -hmm. we, the cameras just caught it raw. Um, gangs recruiting children, police getting involved to do what they need to do to keep neighborhoods safe, and the outcome is not always pleasant. And we saw that in this video where the officer was giving chase to two individuals uh, in response to eight shots being fired less than a block away, chasing these individuals, uh, knocking over one, going after the other, seeing a gun, telling them to drop it, and in eight-tenths of a second, it's, uh, you know, faster than it takes you to blink your eye. Uh, the young Toledo turned, pivoted in a way where the officer couldn't keep track of where the gun was in the other hand. And the officer had to make a decision. Was it going to be his life or the offender's life? And I know people say, you know, it's a 13-year-old boy. You know, uh, it's a young man. He could have did X, Y, and Z. But at 2.30 in the morning, responding to gunshots, he's not running with a car that says, I'm 13 and should be in bed sleeping. It's an officer chasing a, uh, an offender, and the officer had to make a decision. If he had not shot that young man with a single bullet to subdue him, we'd be having a discussion about a 13-year-old that had killed, possibly killed a police officer. And I think, you know, we have to keep that in mind, that this is a split-second, life-or-death situation that none of us are hopefully ever in. Uh, but the officer had to make a call, and I believe it was the right call, all things considered. Yeah. And, um, Alderman, did you happen to see the uh, the family's attorney speak also yesterday? I caught part of her discussion, yes. Yeah, because and it sounds like they're they're not buying that. They're saying that, you know, the the bottom line is the officer killed, you know, a 13-year-old boy. Uh, they And I did find it interesting that the attorney kind of, uh, you know, d didn't want to talk about the fact that it was a 13-year-old boy on a sh the streets of Chicago at 2.30 in the morning with a gangbanger well, and a gun. Well, I think lawyers are going to lawyer, and they're going to do everything they can to spin the story that they need to frame it in their context to try and win a case or get a settlement from the city of Chicago. The, the lawyer clearly was using very inflammatory language, saying the young boy was assassinated, that he was murdered, you know, that, he, yeah. you know, yes, he had something in his hand, but it may have been a gun, but it may have been something else. You know, at some point, you just have to admit the facts. And clearly, this lawyer is not intent on doing that. She's trying to frame this, as she should, for the best for her client, but it's not in keeping with the truth. I just bring that and up I, because... And I, think, and I think, Judy, if I may, you know, you bring up a very good point. Aside from me, almost nobody, uh, no elected official, is bringing up the fact that this young man was out with a 21-year-old 
six-time arrested gangbanger at 2.30 in the morning, who, by the way, lives in Logan Square, where they're all going to be protesting today. Mm. Why are we silent on the impact that these gangs are trying to take our children away and become their new loving family when our parents are off doing other things to make, whether it's to, you know, work a second job or just not paying attention or whatever parents are going through. Gangs are picking up the slack, and we need to start recognizing that, calling that out, and stop making excuses for why that happens. Yeah, and and I agree. And do, do you think that um, the uh, the twenty one year old defendant who was with him? I mean, how much does he bear responsibility for this killing? All of all of this that transpired in that alley at two thirty in the morning is because of that gangbanger trying to recruit that young man to try and make him feel cool about shooting eight rounds off onto the street and for getting chased by the police. All of this intersected because of him. He is the nexus of what happened, and yet we are refusing to bring him up. We are refusing to show the true part he played, and we keep trying to put this on the cops. That officer was not out looking for a 13-year-old to shoot. He was responding to an incident fueled by this gangbanger, and we need to recognize that and hold him accountable. Anyone demanding justice and accountability needs to demand it from that individual who brought all of these players together that night in that unfortunate situation. He's Alderman Ray Lopez. We're talking to him regarding the release of the Toledo video. The, the, uh, now everybody can see it. I, I do listen. I think you, there's a lot of solid points you make. I do think though, that there is a reality that I would say I can walk and chew gum at the same time. Like I can, I can acknowledge the facts that led up to this. I can also acknowledge what, the situation that the officer was put in, the, the, the no-win situation, the no-win situation that maybe Adam Toledo was in. You, you know, that, I think there's a lot of moving parts because I just don't think it's, for me, it's not so as cut and dry. I still think there's some, some issues in there. Although, again, I don't think the officer had many choices. I don't think that he had an option, sadly, in this. And he appeared to be genuinely remorseful. If you watch the video all the way through, it sounds to me like he's sobbing. Yeah. It sounds to me like he's yeah. trying to collect his thoughts. He's trying to, to, to gather himself. He's genuinely upset he tried, by this. He tried to he tried to save that young man. Absolutely. Get that. Absolutely. One he bullet, was immediately started yeah, performing CPR. Yeah. Alderman, what do you are you um, what are your feelings about the protests that we've seen so far and, and how the community has reacted? I am glad that things are remaining peaceful so far. I'm glad that people are not being co-opted by outsiders as we saw last year where individuals were driving in by the boxcar to destroy our city. But I think people protesting need to remember why they're protesting. If you're protesting screaming cop killer, you are not, in, you are not appreciative of the full breadth and scope of the facts of the situation. You know, I think one of the issues that we've seen is that by the city taking 16 days to release the video, nearly the entire city has had an opportunity to formulate and cement an opinion based mm -hmm. on no facts. And releasing a video is not going to change whatever people have already ingrained in their minds is the truth after 16 days. And I think we're I think, seeing a lot of that now. I think that's a really good point. Thank you for that. And then we do appreciate your time today, Alderman Lopez. That's Thanks, Alderman, Alderman Ray Lopez reacting to Toledo video. And I think that's the, there's something there that in the two weeks or so that it took. And, and, and that's a frustrating thing. That if you formed an opinion absent of the actual facts and then you see the facts and you refuse to change your opinion, 
Well, that's an issue. You, you see, it? I'm like, like, well, that's a problem in and of itself. But that's we talked about that. That's what happens. People see what they want to see.